But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. And guess what? We are still out of power converters, so stick around, listen to us talk about X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm not convinced power converters actually exist. Also, I'm Alex Smith. I guess we're we're back to full names this week. I guess so. It was a one one time first name basis. First name basis. Indeed. And joining us this week is a man some call the Godfather of the St. Louis X-wing community, Mark Myers. Mark, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. I kind of consider myself Mark. the head cheerleader. I think everybody else Godfather. considers you the X-wing dad of X-wing. Yeah. <laughs> True. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> well, it's no been a. Uh, been an interesting week so far for x-wing we haven't had any news drop yet because we're actually recording earlier in the week this time so what's everybody been up to since we last recorded playing among us mostly yeah a lot of a lot of video games mm-hmm. i feel like we did something else over the weekend but i can't think of it i um, i don't recall most of we the didn't. weekend i guess we didn't we just we played some tabletop we did play some oh yeah. not too yeah. bad not too bad at all uh I've been playing a lot of TTS X-Wing, um, mostly with the Falcon King. Shout out, Falcon King. I did it. Ah, no, you win. <laughs> early. Ruined. It's way too early. It Podcast over. I'm out. <laughs> Mark also should be playing Among Us with Among Us more, but he's always playing with my dad. Literally, yeah. I was playing X-Wing with Bob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bad influence on each other. Well, uh, the, the big news for this week is... Uh, Friday, the Squadrons video game will be dropping, so for all of you who are not going to be playing in Crate this weekend, we're pretty sure we know where you'll be. Yeah. True. I gotta figure out where to get a joystick. Like Nowhere right now. Nowhere yeah. right now. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if I'm gonna play a flight sim, I wanna play with a joystick. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, we also uh, have had some things coming out of last week's FAQ updates, uh, causing a bit of confusion. Somebody noticed that the rewording of Cluster Mines, for some reason, uh, page 22 of the rules reference guide states that when a cluster mine token detonates, remember each of those three tokens behaves like its own separate mine, uh, each ship at range zero rolls two attack dice. This means that if you go over the mine and aren't touching it, you don't have to roll the dice. But yet, if the ship with the mines drops them and a token overlaps two ships, whoever dropped the mine or controls the mine determines which of those ships it affects, but only one of them. So it seems like it's that's only... Always, that's always been how it's been. For yeah, that's always been how it's played, but this new rule of only ships at range zero only seems to affect cluster mines. It's a weird change. I'm not sure anybody asked for. And uh, I think everybody's assumption is that they meant if you drop a cluster mine on two ships at once, they both have to roll. And it wasn't intended to be you can avoid them, but uh, obviously it needs clarified. They're being ignored for it's being ignored for crate anyway. Like also, determined that this also is... in the words of D, there have been five hundred unique players at all of the galaxies so far and zero copies of cluster mines. So Indeed. Uh, oh, just you wait. <laughs> and given that it's a stupid ass rule, I've elected to ignore it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do we want to touch on the other controversial ruling thing from the rules reference as well? Yeah, that's that's an odd one. Uh so Doug, why don't you sum it up for us? Uh, I don't have the verbiage, but essentially it was uh, if 
like essentially the gist of it was everything enters the queue regardless of whether you remember it or not so it is up to both players to remember the trigger uh and the may happened. on a may trigger is not whether or not it may enter the queue it's whether or not you choose to activate it after it's in the queue yeah so uh, a lot of people have been blowing it way out of proportion uh the gist of it is it's i think ffg is just trying to make a statement that they don't want the game to be about remembering triggers and about you know exploiting your opponent for getting stuff it's meant to be you know everybody should get to use the cards they bring and it's up to both players to encourage that to happen um like obviously if both people forget a, a may opportunity it's a missed trigger like as long as the board state has changed you can't go back and, and fix it but uh for example if you notice that your opponent has crack shot and has lined up a bullseye you should remind them they have crack shot you shouldn't just let it slide because it's better for you um, exactly and that's just part of sportsmanship if your right. opponent has something they can do don't assume they're choosing not to because of their silence make sure that it's clear that they're choosing not to do that uh, even if you don't have anything to do in the system phase, make sure you're still acknowledging, okay, we're in the system phase, anything to do. Yeah. Because your opponent might have proton bombs that they forget. Your opponent might have proton bombs that you forget. I do every single time. So A lot of us have been doing this anyway. Because yeah. We're decent people. Like yeah, it, We want to beat our opponents at their best and not win because they forgot a card. Absolutely. Now, that's the rule now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is this is FFG saying this that's how they would prefer the game to be played like they you can't force people to remember every trigger so they're going to be forgotten but ffg is encouraging everybody to play in a way where everything is remembered as much as possible whether it's your trigger or your opponents mm -hmm. and uh, that did not sit well with some people and that's now, unfortunate because it's not that big of a deal yeah there are people <laughs> out there that say do i have to play the game for my opponent you know hold off a little bit on that because you know if if I'm playing against an opponent and they've done things like forget their marksmanship, forget their system phase abilities, uh, neglect to do things like, you know, oh, hey, you could have chosen to spend Obi-Wan's fo fo force and recover a focus there. Uh, if they just forget that and it's a dumb mistake, I didn't contribute to that victory. And yeah. that, you know, you should just exactly what we've been saying. You should be able to play someone at their best, win or lose. So I agree with you guys completely. But to play devil's advocate, there are plenty of people that would argue that remembering your triggers is one of the skills. So, And I think I, so, the biggest thing is FFG has come out and said that's not one of the skills yeah. for their ruling. <laughs> like, or it shouldn't be. Right. I agree, but I could see that. I, could see I, that I definitely understand that argument. And I do think it would have merit if FFG didn't rule the opposite. Yeah, I mean, for the last <laughs> seven years of x-wing both first and second edition that has been the stance fg has taken and they're changing it now and so it's understandable that like it might take some time to get used to or you know whatever but it's just it seems odd to me that people are genuinely mad that that's how ffg wants you to play the game well I, and i think that the people that are mad about that just have to think okay why are you playing this game in the first place i mean we, we got to keep in mind that even whenever official things are going on all we're doing is playing for alternate art versions of game components we already own that's yeah. all we're playing 100%. for yep. yep and like it's a game still it's for fun yeah, yeah so it's going to be a more fun environment if you guys are even though it's a competitive game but you're collaboratively playing like doug and i had a game at the geekery hyperspace trial last year where we both forgot his cassian trigger on han and it may have cost him the game and i still feel bad about that yeah. like 
I'm I mean, not... you would have you would have kicked my teeth in either way, just based on how game went. But, but I like... might not have tabled you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't blame you because I forgot it as well. Yeah, and by the time like... I realized, ships had already moved. Um, but like, it's it's just it's a very different feeling if we both forgot, and that's unfortunate. And if I go, oh crap, I forgot Cassian, and Spittle went, yeah, I know, and then like, <laughs> and then we're like, okay, well, you're bad, sucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, exactly. And just my one last point is. If the X-Wing community tries to put itself as above other tabletop communities frequently, and if you want that to be the case, then you should do everything you can to make it as player-friendly for both players as possible. True. And often- this is not a difficult thing that I'm saying you should do. Indeed. Like it's, it's very easy to just say out loud what you're thinking. We often say we're the friendliest tabletop community. Like, this is part of that. Like, so, That's the end of my shtick. But... I agree. <laughs> we are heading into the crate galactic qualifier this weekend so we're going to cover the last two factions in the extended format scum and villainy and the resistance what's good what's a trap what's a potential sleeper hit we're going to go ahead and start with the resistance because mark you're one of the better known resistance players in the midwest uh we really want to get your input on this but let's I cover they're yeah, one of the most pro most number one prolific, in my <laughs> most prolific okay. at the very least. <laughs> when we look at the previous three galactic qualifiers, we've seen actually quite a few resistance lists make the uh, top 32. In Corellia, there was Finn, Ray, ZZ Tlo, and Kaz. There was a Jess Pava with two Red Squadron experts, Rose and Finn. There was Ray with three Blue Squadron rookies with BB droids. And then okay. there was Ray. <laughs> Ray with uh, ZZ and Covanel with Leia. Dathomir was just soaked with different resistance lists. Oh, we right. saw uh, my nemesis Carson Ray brought Ray, ZZ, and Lulo. There was a Rose Tico with four Blue Squadron rookies with BB. There was a Ray, ZZ, and Tally list. Three of those, in fact. Uh, and then Ray, ZZ, and Nien. And then at Conquered Dawn, there were only two that finished in the top 32. One that was ZZ, Tally, Zeri Bangle, and two Blue Squadron rookies. And then St. Louis's own Matt Carey, who ran Matt, Ray, Matt, ZZ, and Tally. <laughs> yeah, Matt Carey, who currently has played in Man. all of the uh, Galactic Qualifiers and has, I believe, the most wins in aggregate so far for this. He's Matt really Carey started... really came up with an amazing list. I can't believe that Matt Carey came up with that. <laughs> Nobody has ever thought of Ray ZZ Tally before. Yeah. Um, definitely not. Mark, I can't believe you didn't come up with that, really. Like, it's kind I, of embarrassing for you. It is. I'm embarrassed by a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, first off, in Dathomir, I, I do want to give a shout out. So, I've got like this kind of resistance think tank from some people that were kind of like on the forums and Reddit and stuff like that. And people that were just ta- talking about the same stuff all the time. And, uh, so two of the guys is uh, a couple of UK guys is uh, Matt Coggins who just missed uh, cut by a couple of MOV and then Tom uh, Fieldson who did make cut and they're both four two. Um, Tom has his own way that he approaches it. Like he had he maxed out. He did no bid. He did like height perception on Ray and I think like uh, Magpuls are CZ which oof, I had tried. It's interesting. Um, I had tried, and there's definitely some educations like shooting into a kabosk or a rack or something like that to knock that. Um, and just just to clarify, these are both Ray ZZ tally lists. Yes, the Ray ZZ tally lists. Um, and it's 
he does his own thing. Let's just put it that way. And then I tried it and I tried it against three agility and it did absolutely nothing. So I was, like, <laughs> um, and then also Matt, yeah, he, he ran the list and what he, <laughs> he came up with that list because ironically, do you remember like this one really famous list he came up with? What was it like a Gen Con? I think it was like Jinden Inquisitors. Yeah. yeah. He went to a wow. local game night and one of our, brilliant uh another mark uh english mark british mark was running something similar matt stole it made it his own and this one he didn't even steal and make his own he just stole it from <laughs> me straight <laughs> out <laughs> but matt's such a good player i mean he can pick up pretty much anything that's good i mean he's really good at identifying what's good and being able to adapt to it and play it well so he clearly played it well Mark, you've played Resistance really well locally over the last couple of years in our uh, local, the Missouri Chlorian tournament, Casey versus St. Louis. You finished, I believe you were undefeated this year and went yes, three sir. and one the previous year. Who came up though... with that name? Missouri Chlorian. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> and then back in October, almost a year ago, I thought I was going to just sneak my way into a hyperspace trial win by going all the way down to Springfield, Missouri, where I didn't think they'd even heard of X-Wing. Who shows up there but Mark Myers to run the table on everybody with his Black Squadron list and send me on the long drive home winless again. I think you're understanding how far away Springfield is from Kansas City. It's really it's, not that it's hard. Closer than Omaha. <laughs> but Springfield, Missouri is further away than Springfield, Illinois for me. For you. <laughs> but like <laughs> Yeah, it's not that far. So yeah. it's it's a funny story in that. And so that was that was another place where I got to play Matt Ritz and then beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ritz, Matt Ritz is one of our local uh X Wing players as well in the KC area. Yeah. And he's like a giant, like huggable bear. Actually, most of you guys are like huggable bears. Um, so, <laughs> and it's every time I play that guy, I end up winning. And I'm, I just kind of like look back. I was like, I don't think this could keep on going. So at some point I got to stop just match up dodging him. I like, no, I can't play him anymore. Cause he's going to on that note. I miss there's hugs so much. I oh, missed all that. COVID's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's going to be multiple opportunities for hugs. Yeah. If anybody comes out to tournaments in the Midwest, you are not escaping anything locally without giving Uncle Mark a hug. It's just the way it goes here. Not that Uncle Mark. No. <laughs> not not Mark Tippett. Uh, Mark, 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 Mark Tippett is cranky. Mark Tippett is cranky. He never, Uncle comes, Mark. To, he never <laughs> comes to our tournaments. So. Oh, no. So. so the list that I took to that, and I like to call it the hashtag tiny trial because you guys are familiar with those, like mm -hmm. winning those and. Like what? Making cut with like what? Two wins, Doug, and then win? Yeah, a bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> I think you a superior performance. <laughs> two and two, come an eighth. I created because I created Parker's daughter broke her leg and he had to drop out of the dirt. Yeah, technically you went two and two, came in ninth. That's true, I did. But Parker's daughter might have broken her leg and he had to go deal with that. And then uh, things went well. Which and is then the I lost the finals in my own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that list I took, it was just, it was based off of the Poe Dameron comic. It had Poe, Snap, and Lulo in there because they're all in Black Squadron. And I themed it out. And I actually took it to a campaign against cancer locally here at Miniature Market. And it was way better than I thought it was. And so I actually made top eight at an Evansville, uh, Indiana trial that actually 
was not a tiny trial. There was like 40 something people there. And I was like, oh, this is still good. And then everybody was at Worlds. I was like, clearly I can go down there and snipe this uh, trial. And then a couple of those KC guys came in. Luckily, you know, luckily you guys put your Missouriclorian effort into it. And I won. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shots. You're- Fired. Oh. Uh, you're lucky uh, we made bad matchup choices in the final last year. I can't, I can't wait to be edited out of this entire thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mark Myers died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> but Mark, we are seeing in the Galactic Qualifiers thus far from the Resistance a lot of Initiative 5 ships out there. Uh, Ray, the A-Wings, Nien in some lists. Is this a strategy to counter the Petronaki Arena Ace I-4 meta that's really prevalent right now? Uh, Some people are probably doing it that way. I didn't start out doing it that way. Um, I kind of started out whenever the points dropped. I was like, okay, now I can fit Ray with title in all the I-5A wings. And I was just doing that to see what could happen. And it turned out it was actually kind of good. Actually, I started that just prior to points. Now, when our points came down, I was like, yay, I can hand out another heroic because ZZ went up one, but Ray went down two. Also, to and, be fair, Resistance just has a ton of yeah. I-5 ships. They, yes. If you if you want to look at I-5, Resistance is the place. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Half of their and, faction is I-5. Yeah, and so that's the only reason why I even landed that on that in the first place. Well, let's start out. Yeah, let's start out with the, the big gun of the faction, Ray, in the, the Falcon. Uh, Mark, you've got your own uh, build for that. Why don't you go into that a little? Uh, I don't know. Like People keep on saying it's my list, but it doesn't feel like my list. It's just, it felt obvious to me. So I always loved Ray. Like There was a period like last summer where I was trying Ray Poe again, and it was just failing over and over again. But the problem wasn't Ray, it was Poe. Uh, and so in this one, I was like, all right. So I was trying all the I-5s and then the points dropped. And I was like, okay, well, what dropped? And I just wanted to start trying different stuff that dropped. And one of the things that dropped was Prockets. I was like, it's only a point. But the problem I had had previously is you couldn't really fit Ray with two punchers. Um, you could fit Ray with like one puncher, like a Kova or something like that, or like a T-70 and maybe an A-Wing. But then that A-Wing is just kind of flying around and doing a little plank damage. And I decided to try out the Prockets. I was like, okay, well, there can be one alpha where they could just punch through there. And then even if you lose one of the A-Wings, usually tally, and I do that a lot, um, that it's kind of okay if you just kind of knock something off of the board. And so that's kind of where I landed on it. And so it's just 95-point Ray, which is Ray with Tidal, Corsella, uh, Finn Gunner, and Rose Crew, and then Tally and ZZ, both with Optics, Heroics, and Prockets. Let's say what, 194? It's at 194. So yeah, six-point bid. I'd messed around back and forth with doing something like Contraband for those kind of wonky turns where like maybe Bray's got a damage engine. She's facing a board edge. Or you can do that fourth sloop that nobody's expecting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which actually nobody's expecting that when it happens. Which is awesome. But with Corsella, how... And I know you guys... uh, gone over before but just for people that maybe not heard before Corsella she if you fully execute a maneuver a blue maneuver she clears all stress so it doesn't matter like I've literally had three stress on her got two panic pilots in the same turn and they cleared seven stress the next turn (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what we call fair Uh, makes inspiring recruits look pathetic 
I wish Fen Rao got Corsella. <laughs> no. No, we're, uh, we're glad the Scum Faction doesn't have that. Can you imagine if a card like that had existed in the days of 1.0 and pre-FAQ Zuckus? You know, Dangaroo with Corsella. <laughs> but the big kicker is that um, is that it also works whenever you fly over debris. It's because part of fully executing is getting the stress from getting over a debris. Then you fully executed it and you clear that stress. Well, if you, you um, bring debris, she's immune to obstacles, basically. At least half the obstacles. Yeah, she still has to roll for it, but... More often than not, one eighth chance isn't that, isn't that awful. Sometimes it feels real bad when you got that <laughs> crit and you already lost shield. So <laughs> <feels real bad. laughs> that's true. Every time I hit a debris, it's a crit, but I know it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but that combo really just makes her ridiculously squirrely because most people just expect her to either like chow straight at you and then do a sloop as she can, blah, blah, blah. But no, you could just like there's a debris right there and you just go ahead and do a two hard turn over the debris and then boost. And you've effectively arc dodged like an entire list. So it's it's pretty gross and it's pretty awesome. And it can alpha a lot of stuff off the board. Um, so Doug and I tend to run Ray a little differently. We run her very just slim. Title. Just the title, yeah. pretty much. Which came, came up with the list I really liked until Petrachi Arena Aces came out, <laughs> where it was Ray, two Blue Squadron Retreat T70s, and Heroic Optics ZZ, which was exactly 200 with the title on Ray. And it was a pretty mean jousting list, but obviously now, in this meta, with I-4 Petrachi Aces, it's a little worse. But we do tend to run Ray with pretty much just the title. And, and I still think that's great, and it might actually be the better Ray. It's just... It's Although hard... Four- I say for context, that ray generally points her arc sideways and yeah. kind of ignores yeah. her ability. Not all the time. Um, yeah. I like to uh, start like a joust, like a like an angle joust with her with the arc pointed forward back and come in at a forty-five. Yeah. And then when I pass them, I rotate the arc to the sides. But you pretty much just target lock every turn with naked ray and just have full mm-hmm. mods. Yeah. So like the the fat ray that that Mark was talking about, like really utilizes her ability. And this ray is more along the lines of it's just a falcon with force. Uh, cheaper uh, than Fenrail Falcon with force. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's two different philosophies. Um, there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, like you can fit a lot more into your list with the cheap ray, but uh, it doesn't quite have that carry the game on its back potential that the fat ray does. Or to be able to, if you trade enough, like so. Here's a little a little math thing that you do. So oh, no. how much are how much are three of the three of the Nantex with uh, crack shot? Ninety six yeah, points. Yeah. How much is 95 point Ray? 95 <laughs> points. So if you kill, if you can, if, you, if your A-wings can stay clean and you can kill three of those Nantex, you've probably won that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good point in this specific meta. That's, uh, that seems pretty reasonable to kill three Nantex for Ray. Because um, that, that fat Ray hits like a truck. That's one she thing will one-shot some Very reliably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, last point on like the thin ray, I still think thin ray is amazing. And you would be surprised one how often people are confused whenever you point her arc to the side. They're like, "What are you yeah. doing? You're not using her ability." It's like yeah. eh, her ability is having two purple numbers, man. Two force for sixty-seven <laughs> points seems yeah. pretty good. <laughs> also, shockingly easy to line up your front arc on that straddle and still have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially against medium and large base. There's so many times where I will shoot out the side 
And they'll be like, all right. And I'll be like, all right, here's, you know, I'm going to raid this. They're like, no, you can't. I was like, yeah, I can. You're still well, in the front, front arc, even if the turret's not pointed that way. <laughs> it doesn't, yep. doesn't specify attack arc. Yep. And the last thing I'd say about Ray is uh, her base cost is 68 technically, but it's really 70. Because uh, if yeah. you don't take the title on her, you're a fool. Like, it's True. it's crazy good. Uh, like it's obviously even better with Corsella because you can then clear all that stress. Uh, but like if you're talking the thin ray, even when you get up to you know two or three stress tokens, she still has force for passive mods. She still basically and, has a focus every turn. Yeah, keeping the up uh, the ability to sloop or rotate or or uh, boost at any time is really big. Yeah, um, it's it's a steal at two points. Could be the best the best like title ship combo out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Except for what used to be slave one. But it's still safe. F's in the chat for Boba Fett. No, no F's. No F's in the chat. No, no F's. No. He gets no F's. We're fine. We're fine with Boba Fett being quote unquote gone. He gets some F's, but they're different kinds of F's. <laughs> very true, very true. So rumor has it there are other ships in the faction. Lies. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing resistance does better than everybody else. It's A Wing. Yeah, A Wings. Nothing are... else in the game. Is a comparable list to five A wings, and resist the only people who can do that. And it's <laughs> it's a special kind of list. I hate it, but it's a special kind of list. <laughs> You've got A wings that are just amazingly efficient. They suffer a little bit from the same problem with their T seventies that the T sixty fives do, in that your high end pilots are good, your generics are good, your mid tier pilots are almost all forgettable. Or let's get in a fight right now, Mark. Yeah, I actually disagree. Like, so um, we have argued a lot about how we prefer the, the two of us and Mark have argued a lot about this. yeah about how we prefer Tally over Greer. That being said, Greer is not bad. Like, oh, you Greer's can't great. really. No, so the difference is you can make a mistake on which T70 or T65 pilot to bring. You're not really wrong, whatever RZ2 you bring. It's just, no, it's just a matter of good. preference. Even like, Ronith Blario has his use. Ronith Blario is fantastic in a 5A yeah. wing list. Especially he's a core ship in a 5A wing list. Yeah. Yes. I would say that Zari is the only one that is close to middling, and that's just because the ability is not that useful with how you fly the chassis. Um, right. But... Uh, they're all amazing, man. Yeah, Especially really even the new ones are all still RZ2s, so their pilot abilities don't really matter. So to be clear, was I arguing against you or with you? You were pro Greer when we were arguing about Greer versus a uh, tally slasher generic in the past. <laughs> oh, well, I've changed my mind. <laughs> we did it! Mark back in Tashi Station, baby. <laughs> all, right. all right, so real quick, uh, we. Obviously, all agree that you know, Ray is amazing. What about the other Falcons? Uh, well, I mean, Chewie is going to be in my sleeper hit. Yeah. Um, but we don't really need to go through every ship specifically. But uh, yeah. yeah, like Chewie's really good, uh, especially in specific lists. Uh, I think Han's biggest problem is that he's not Ray, and yep. he's, he's not to try to make him to try to make him as good as Ray. You have to put Ray Gunner on there, and then he's more expensive than Ray. Yeah. Yep. And he's not that I six is not worth that cost. It really isn't. Yeah. So the it big really thing is. is like even if you wanted to get away without the force, he'd still have to put engine upgrade on him to like try and utilize the I six. And it's just uh it gets more expensive than Ray really quick. And the Falcon isn't a particularly arc dodgy ship in second edition. Like it can. Um, but it's not first edition with the one hards and the the free boost all the time. Um, so I don't think the I six and blink pilot ability really gets value. So there's a lot that's good. What is not good in this faction? What's well, what's a oh, trap I, to avoid? 
I actually want to step back to just real quick on some good stuff. Um, like the generic T70s, everybody oh, yeah. knows. They're fantastic. That, uh, yes, they are. The, the rookies with the baby droids. The chips in the game. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, that's 43 points, and I could just destroy things. <laughs> seven health on two. They're absurdly tanky at seven yes. health on two agility, especially with three of them being shields. Um, everybody knows that Finn in the pod is good. And I want to talk about Snap Wexley just a little bit because I was flying him as kind of Mimi whenever he was good, whenever Composure was out there because you get double mods with him. And what I discovered actually when I was doing that Black Squadron uh, list is I triggered Composure like two times a game, maybe. And his value was I would put a regen after on him and he would go in there and he'd punch something and he's really hard to catch. Like super hard to catch, and his ability still triggers even if you go over a cloud or a rock. Mm-hmm. It won't. Um, so he could just go ahead and he could punch something. He gets punched back, and then he re like, just, okay, I'll fly over a cloud, or I'll literally even fly over a rock that you don't expect me to, and still boost away. I think he's a little bit overcosted, but I still think he, I think he's underutilized, and I think we're back towards tail slide. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, what with regen right now and heroic. He's 61 points. And depending on what backwards tail slide is going to be, oh, yeah, backwards tail slide snap. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think one thing with snap is he has that unknown factor for a lot of people. Like if he was a, uh, a staple in the meta, he probably wouldn't be nearly as effective because people wouldn't know what to expect. Uh, but because yeah. people aren't used to that mobile of a T70, he can get a lot of value out of it. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. All right, sorry, Matt. Push on. Yeah. So let's look at what's potentially a trap in this faction. What is not worth the points investment, or what might people tend to go all in on and doesn't pan out for them? My first I... pick here actually is uh, going to be, in general, the Fireball as a chassis. It's cheap, it has slam, and people think of it as a good cheap blocker. That's fine. But that's not a real good spot to have in the meta right now. It doesn't pan out. If you're spending 26 points to just do a block that you that doesn't work against, say, Nantexes, not really all that great. And then your higher initiative ones, uh, Jarek Jaeger, Initiative 5, great. However, cost and pilot ability, not really efficient. Kaz is the one that if you're going to bring a fireball, that's what most people are going to bring. To make him really good, you've got to start packing on the points. People have made the Kaz that made the cut was a rather slim one, I believe, with only R4 and Heroic, I think. Probably R5 for the region. Yeah, so I think I would only do Heroic on Kaz. I don't think I'd I'd blow him up. But to talk about the Fireball a little bit, I think its problem is that it's in the wrong faction. Like, you don't have to go that much more expensive for an RZ2, and the RZ2 is just one of the best ships in the game. Uh, and then for the same price point, you can get Rose, Rose. who's amazing. For three yeah. more points, you can get Finn, who's amazing. Uh, so, like, I, I think the problem is that, like, if you put the Fireball in Rebels, for example, I think it would be super. They'd be all, they'd be all about it. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one thing whenever you're done. Okay. But Go for it. Go ahead, I, that's my main point, is that I think in other factions, the Fireball would be amazing. It just uh, it doesn't fit into the faction's identity super well, and it doesn't fit into their list super well. Uh, what I was, Matt mentioned that blocking Nantexes is useless, and I wanted to qu- clarify that that's not that's not accurate. Like, you blocking Nantexes still removes their mods, and like you should never say, "Oh, I shouldn't block an Nantex at all." 
Like, it is less useful than blocking other ships, but it's not useless. Indeed. Like if you they're if they have to track themselves off of you after blocking them, they're now a two agility ship with no mods and four health. There is a ninety five. Like while you're shooting at them, so like, it's not it is not useless to block an antex. And to jump off the fireball stuff, I, I kind of agree. I don't necessarily agree that it doesn't. I kind of agree that it doesn't fit into the faction identity because faction identity is basically like independent aces, mm-hmm. and Kaz is the only one that fits that bill. I've tried stuff with uh, uh, Jar Jaeger, um, like Intimidation Jaeger, but it's fun idea. But basically, what you're doing is you're committing to your I five slamming into something and not having mods probably. Right. Um, you can do a slam, have advanced slam, blah, 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 but then you're pouring more points into him, and he doesn't really net the benefits that you would think he does. And the uh, and aside from the whole Rose, Finn, you know, the pods versus that at that price point, it's just a weird price point. I mean, if you got 26 points, yeah, you're going to take that. If you got 29 points, yeah, you're going to take Finn. And so there's no, the, the way that the points line up in the faction, it just never finds a good spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The The most use I've had for one is uh, this was the hyperspace meta last meta. I did Poe, ZZ Tally, and an I2 blocker. Um, but I had like a loaded up Pro Torp Poe or something. So I had an awkward fact. number of points left over. Um, yeah, and it was, was too, it was too big for the Poe in three A's. So yeah. I did a fireball instead. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. The fireball was fine. It provided zero offense, but it got in the way. And uh, like, it's not a bad ship. It's just not particularly like like mark said it doesn't fit in well well and you can't bring them in numbers because you won't do any damage with them especially whenever you run into three agility and you're capped at seven instead of eight and they're surprisingly immobile (laughs) whenever you're not slamming with them well not they're slow they're slow when you're not slamming with them they're slow but man that one hard it is nice yeah (laughs) super cool yeah uh one thing i want to touch on okay so i think i got some i've got notes um, so a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot. Some people are bringing non-optics A-wings. I disagree with that. 100% like, agree with that. Like, you know, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, they're talking optics about, like, is what makes her- the A-wings sing, man. It's like, her- oh, it's heroic ZZ. She's great. Okay. She's never going to do damage. She'll never she die. Gets- but if your opponent is smart, they'll just ignore her. You can't consider her a point fortress. Yeah. <laughs> she costs 40 points. Yep. <laughs> like I would still probably bring no optics ZZ before I'd bring Tally, but like just find points for optics. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not hard. It's thing. only four points. If yeah. I if I was in that position, then I would have to rebuild I the would, list. I, I would start my list over with yeah, right. ZZ yes. with optics. Yeah. yeah. As a list building point, you're probably never wrong in resistance to just start with advanced optics ZZ at 45. That's where I start. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, like she is she's a defender essentially for and she's too cheap to really be a points fortress, but you also never give up those points. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and if you can get some good range one shots, she's still really useful. Yeah, and she can like, definitely eventually you'll do damage rolling two hits every shot. Yeah. Like, like I'll tell you, like a lot of people, whenever I used to be on the on the career bandwagon, and then I moved back over to the tally bandwagon because people just ignore tally and she just follows. It just does two yeah. hits, two hits, two hits, yeah. two hits. And if anything, it's stripping tokens. Yeah. Um also bad stuff I want to talk about. Not bad stuff, but stuff that used to be fantastic, and I don't know that it's so good in the current meta is the Leia Kova combo. I agree. I've never actually believed Leakova personally. Yeah, like so 
it's fine, but you end up with a really expensive T70. And you know what I could get about that cost? Snap with regen. Yeah. <laughs> like the crew. So I, I think similar to Snap, like whenever nobody knew how she worked, it was great because people weren't expecting the stops, they weren't expecting the reverses, the one hards. Like they wouldn't they weren't expecting how good her time on target while remaining relatively stationary is. Uh, but now that people have figured it out, it's it's not nearly as effective. Uh, also, she's of bad in the form meta too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Because, um, like, really, in order to make her work, not only do you need Leia, but you need pattern analyzer so that you're actually getting actions um, in case you ever need to Leia something else. Because if you're bringing Leia, it's not just for that ship; otherwise, it's way too expensive. That's not um, generally how it goes. It's generally like R four heroic, and then. Leia, and that's about yeah. it. I don't know that a lot of people are loading her up with pattern analyzer, right? Which I mean, that's Means fine. You're committed to laying Kova every time, right? That's yeah. That's my and then thing. if you're doing that, then I'm like, I, I don't understand. That's what confuses me. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I might use it once on somebody else. Like whenever I bring Ray and I send her four forward on the first turn, I was like, well, you can still do four forward on the first turn and still boost, and you got two stress, and you just clear it next turn. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that was, it's no big deal. Oh and like sometimes Poe wants to do a three hard and clear a stress to take two actions. And if you're not able to Kova that, like or Leia that, what's you're spending seventeen points to just Leia your worst ship? Yes. I, yes. I think the biggest thing is that so what what exactly is does Kova with just Leia cost? Uh, I can pull this up real quick. I have the technology. It's fifty five points. So instead I could bring a T seventy. We'll say a Black Squadron Ace that's the same initiative and give it a hull upgrade, and that's 52 points. And Slap Heroic on there as well. Sure. Yep. Heroic on both. It's like, it's 53 versus 56. So for three points less, I permanently have the third offense and, third, and second defense. Um, and you lose one. Oh, no, you have a hull upgrade. No, so you have the I same have health. Same health, yeah. Yep. Um, and that's at the same initiative. Way more, way more mobile ship, too. Yeah. Also, Black Squadron Aces are so underrated. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Like... Oh. Not for long. <laughs> uh, I played against them in Dallas, and I like they shredded me. And I was yeah. I was playing a tie swarm, like well, also Fenrail. But I pretty much promise once heralds drops, we'll see a lot of them. Yeah, especially with the uh, the Nantex being a thing, getting up to yep. the same initiative them is a big deal. Um, I think my only other trap in the resistance, and it's not really a trap, it's Poe. Don't you say it? Yeah. So- I know, and it's not that Poe is bad. I'd like, actually, from an ace standpoint, Poe is my favorite ace in the game because he takes damage when you shoot at him. He is stuck on just two actions, like he can't cheat and get a third, or he doesn't have a passive mod. Um, but like when you compare him to every other ace in the game, he's just super wholesome. Uh, and this is all pre Heralds of Hope because that could change everything. Um, but uh, it's not that he's bad or won't get you his point investment. He just you have to work a lot harder than any other race in the game, I think, to uh, really make. Yeah, it. you gotta. Uh, the way that I've so I had that super po with BB8 stuff like that with Black Squadron, and what I've actually had the more success with was with the BB rookies and just the heroic R4 mm-hmm. po. And what you gotta do is you just gotta say you gotta choose violence way more often than people are used to. Yeah. Poe choosing violence, like I will self bump with Poe just so it's like okay, he gets one more shot. He gets one more shot. And um, as long as the rookies can finish the game, which they can finish a surprising amount of games, then it's okay to trade Poe. Turns um, out seven health on two agility is really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's three of them. Yeah. Like, I believe rookies 100%. I believe them so hard. 
I believe them a little bit more before, before Nantex, but it's still okay. All right. Uh, Alex, did you have something for a uh, trap card in this faction? Uh, I was going to say Koba, but... Uh, we're all kind of in agreement. I've never, believed, I've never believed Koba and Leia. I always thought it was a gimmick, and now it's even, wor- it's even worse. Um, that's always my opinion. Like, I want the Resistance Transport to be good because it is canonically a modified B-Wing, and I love my B-Wings, but it doesn't have a good role in the faction. It, as a support ship, it's too expensive. Uh, I mean, there's actually been a decent amount of success with, like, Ion Cannon logistics divisions, or... Yeah, right. I think that's, not, that's not running as a support ship, though. That, that's yeah, running but, as a but it isn't useless. Like, you slap an Ion Cannon on it for 38 points, and, like, that's essentially a B-Wing that is capped at one damage but has control potential. Yeah. So, a kind of fun... A, a fun list that I haven't put a lot of time into it, but I played a little bit, is three BB rookies and two Ion transports. That fits a 200. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're all I won. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's a and the thing is, they still have a red coordinate. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. the the best support ex- ships, but no, they don't. But they don't expect you to go ahead and coordinate a rookie after he's moved into like a barrel roll or a boost or something like that. Yeah, so, indeed, it's pretty fun. I will. I just want to say one more thing. I I still believe in five A wings, especially in a Nantex world. Especially <sighs> with the fourth I five coming up. Yeah, I don't. Okay, the other five five. Yeah, but I don't. All right, so I've flown a lot of A-Wings, and I think what was it? I want to say it was last Adepticon that we were allowed to go to, because sad, poor one out. Because sad. Um, I ran 5A, and it's just, it is, when you run into three agility, it's oh, you're, it's just such a pillow fight, and it's such, yeah. like, it's an emotional slog from turn to turn, because you just know that you're lucky to get like a couple damage in with even if your entire list is shooting at them. Yeah. The two red into three green is really brutal. Yeah. And I, and it feels like, especially with some of the, like the FO stuff that's coming out, like Malros and half swarms and stuff like that. I think that we're going to see more agility and like, let's see the, like the BAs went down and the the generic silencers went down. There's just going to be more and more uh, three agility. So I don't, if your name isn't Bartosh, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you have to be willing to go to time six rounds in a row. And, yeah. And like every have round, to be, be a nail biter. Um, yep. Not to say yeah, the list can't do well, but you got to be ready. Like you got to be. It'll generally come down to the last couple turns. Yeah. If game. I was if I was willing to go to time every game, I would probably just fly five A wings. Like I do think it's still a good list, but I'm I'm not willing still, to do that because I think it's okay. I would like my games to be over in 20 minutes, if possible. <laughs> One way or the other. Well, yeah. Like, preferably. That's why you bring the <laughs> well, To wrap up the Resistance faction, what are our picks for sleeper hits? What's a card that is kind of an under-the-radar, but we think is good in this faction? We'll start off with Alex. Well, I do think we kind of just touched on this during the whole thing. We kind of ignored our format to just kind of open source talk, which I'm always fine with. But we talked about a lot of good stuff. Ray, like, fly Ray. Yeah, oh, Ray, that unknown sleeper. In the fact. Hey, man, Ray think, is unplayed, man. Ray is such think, a low play rate. I think Chewie is probably right. the closest Falcon to being a sleeper. Like, uh, people know that Chewie swarms are decent, but they're not popular, and I think they can still catch people off guard, uh, especially as Chewie has kept going down. Um, like my dad has been running quite a bit of Chewy Swarms lately. I won't go into specifics in case he flies in a crate because I cursed him last time. But uh, yeah, I think it's a, a solid list. 
Like you can fit four other ships pretty easily in there now. And it's not just like everything bare bones. I'm going to steal from Mark real quick and shout out the BB Astromech because it's a pretty legit card for one point. I don't understand. Like we were talking about, what was it, Dathomir or something like that, where somebody brought like Ray and three rookies. It's like, it's great. And there's also, um, there was a, what was it, four rookies with BBs and, and Rose. Rose yeah. yeah. Oh, so much joust. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I I have faith in the Falcon King, Bob Howe. I don't know if I have faith in Chewie because every time I look at it and we play, I just wonder why that's not Ray. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that argument. Uh, I guess the biggest counter is that he's... Oh, God, he's only seven points less. Yeah, bring Ray. <laughs> you can cut out of that list and bring Ray. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't want to bring Ray, yeah, you could bring a worship and Chewie. Yes. I think it's can. Chewie's... Not he's bad. Not, he can, he's he not bad. He's is off guard. Like yeah. if you kill one of his dinky little ships, he can rotate and shoot you, which a lot of people don't expect. Things yeah. like that. Like uh, Chewie does have some advantages, but uh, but yeah, like Ray is just not even paying for a force right now. Yeah, like Ray's Ray's dirt cheap, man. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> and we did mention Snap as the uh, kind of hidden pocket ace of the faction, who's got a lot of great abilities that no one expects seeing coming. Speaking yeah, of pour one off for snap, yeah. Speaking also of snap, yeah. Uh, just real quick, let's go over. Uh, Mark, you had already mentioned backwards tail slide. Some of the new stuff that's coming out in Heralds of Hope that we'll see in a month or so. Uh, what are you most excited from that? Me? Yeah. Oh, backwards tail slide. Overdrive thrusters on Poe is going to make him a true ace. And I know most people won't believe me, but super ninety point Poe that you will. He may never shoot you, but you'll never shoot him with a quality shot. He's going to be real, and he's going to be, and it's going to be disgusting. So I've been, I was talking to our our local Midwest scrub, Dan Peterson, who's the Gurry Finn guy, and it's really gross to play against him, especially with Gurry. He's really good with it. And we were playing a game, a test game, and I was like, all right, this is the tipping point where the game's not fun anymore. (laughs) And I was thinking about that comment afterwards. And it's not like he's offended. He's he knows he knows it's, not, it's a fun for one sometimes list, um, and those Poe lists are gonna be fun for one, and it's gonna feel like a supernatural Jedi type thing that never came to fruition. And there won't be a whole lot of people to do it, and people will screw it up all the time. And I promise I'll be one of the people that'll be screwing it up. But it's it's gonna be really good. I don't think it'll necessarily be better than just like a R four version of it. But it'll give but, you an option for something other than the cheap post. Yeah, and it's it it's just a like you'll be able to bring like a a super po, a, you know, a typical ZZ, and then one other thing. And as long as you can get points equal to or greater than that one other thing, chances are you're gonna win the game because they're probably not gonna kill ZZ and they're never gonna see Poe. I'd say you could even consider like Exchanging Ray for Poe in that Poe's easy tally list. Yeah. I, Instead of punching super hard, you just have three ships that are nearly impossible to kill. Well, and this also might be the thing that might actually make Ray Poe legitimately yeah. okay because it, as soon as I saw that spoiled, that overdrive thruster spoiled, I immediately went to my kitchen table and put down templates and saw how often, depending on positions, that just that 
two template barrel or particularly that two that two slight boost will get you out of an arc mm -hmm. and you can still poe for another action and we didn't talk about this in the rules reference but it's worth noting that they changed the way the slam works that it's True. no longer just as your perform action it's just during that ship's activation so now poe can do it a slam second or he can slam off a of bb8 action oh can he do it after bb8 yeah, because oh, it's just starting yeah, his activation. Before you execute a blue, not before you activate. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's gross. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> you combo that stuff with like backwards tail slide. That's why that's why I'm saying I'm not necessarily saying he's going to punch you a lot more, but like there's a lot of situations where like Super Poe he has to choose to either go fast and be threatened with a bump to get past you, or he has to go slow and accept violence if you went after him. Well, now he can go slow and then he could do an action and overdrive thrust past you. And I can go fast second. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overdrive thrusters is going to be amazing on Poe and probably nobody else. Um, like it's probably, as long as it's, if it has scaling price based on an initiative, it might see use, but if it's just like a one cost card, it's going to have to be costed for Poe. I mean, it's made for him. The card art has black one, original black one, and BB-8 in the picture. It's made for him. Um, backwards tail slide, I already talked about. Um, I think that will be kind of amazing, particularly on Snap, but maybe our, even on some other, like, just any given ship. Like, it, it might actually make... I would find it hard to believe that it's actually going to be good on Karakun, or make her good, but... Um, just being able to just ignore obstacles, we know that that's fantastic. Yeah. I think that new Snap is going to be great, who's basically can just... Yeah, I think that would just be in a quad T70 list, but in that list, it seems really good. Snap with backwards yeah. tail slide, putting, you know, hey, Snap and a bunch of uh, Black Squadron Aces with backwards tail slide, you can just have everybody keep those foils closed, do their funny little things, and then suddenly pop them open with Snap, and surprise! So... Yeah, the tail slide's only going to be most effective on current snap because he gets the free boost. But the the next one where you're just going to be able to pop open those foils. So I don't know that people like people are thinking about it like, oh, my double modded shots. No, it's whenever they like these T70s, they do tons of red maneuvers. And whenever I could just go ahead and I know that I'm not going to get shot or don't care if I'm going to get shot and I just turn around and I get a mod for that attack. Yeah, it's going to be actually really strong. Speaking of red maneuvers, something that came to mind for me when I saw it, the first thing was everybody loves the Nian Num with Pattern Analyzer and Black One. With Overdrive Thruster, Nian can theoretically three Talon, Pattern Analyzer, an action, clear his stress, slam with a 4K, most likely still be at range one, take another Pattern Analyzer action, and you've got him almost in his same starting spot. Yeah, but that but, happened without overdrive thrusters. Uh, no, because you can't. You you would have to three talent into three talent. You can do the three talent into the four K, so it gives you a little bit more uh, maneuverability there. It's just some of those dumb little combos you can do. I'm sure it'll be really fun in casual play. I don't expect anybody flying uh, Nian Num that is going to be based on without overdrive thrusters. That's sixty three points you're putting into Nian. Uh, yeah, can, because... I, can I take my trap card back and make it nine Num instead? Yeah, me too, because uh, I really want to talk about that. He's never meshed with me. I've always thought he's a cute trick, and I felt like he's that. So I'm playing Poe, and Nang Num's on the board, and he's doing super cool stuff. And then I'm that Indiana Jones meme where the guy's like flipping around doing awesome stuff, yeah. and I double-modded <laughs> shoot him. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I had a game the first time I played against nine in second edition. Um, my opponent and I thought nine passed the stress instead of just removing it. That nine, pretty, first that nine was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you don't try to make nine super shenanigating, I think he's fine with, like, just pattern analyzer and, like, trying to set up double double modded stuff because you red yeah. talon, pattern analyzer, clear the stress, take a regular action. Because he's a hey, rare eye five that doesn't care about initiative. He's like, I'm fine going first. Yeah. That means I know where you are. But uh, But other than that, I think he's a pretty overrated chip. All right. I would like to shout out for for him, Heralds of Hope. Where is is it? Nimi is that the name of the T seventy? Where's it? Oh, is it the I four? The I two. Oh Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) If the defender's initiative is higher than yours, you may change a blank to a hit result or an I result. Uh, It's broadside, but in a T seventy. Yes. Um, It does have to be higher. It can't be equal. But like most people, you're an initiative two. Yeah. Yeah. And like three, three to four ship lists with named pilots is the most popular thing in X-wing, and Nimi's gonna just tear that up. Uh, so in particular, like you bring Nimi and Bastion, Bastion, yeah, and Bastion. you're gonna have two T-70s for sub 100 points that are gonna be throwing fully modified shots every turn, and that's fantastic. Indeed, Indeed. I'm pretty much excited about all this, Matt. So I, <laughs> you should probably just move on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's interesting to say that resistance, I believe. Uh, was it Resistance or Republic that was the lowest played faction out of uh, all of the Republic? I think it was Republic. Republic, yeah. Surge. Yeah, Resistance. Yeah, yeah did see that surge. It saw a bit of a bit of a fall off at Conquer Dawn, but it's still out there, and there are options if you want that Initiative Five list to just get ahead of those Petronaki Arena aces. Resistance is possibly your best option for multiple ships in that you know range. Yeah. Also, once Heralds of Hope comes out, your five A wing will feature four I fives and then whatever else, and who cares? Hopefully, Ronin, have... but probably a blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Merle. Either way, the point Merle. is you're just gonna have an ace list that's still five A wings. Like so there's even some interesting stuff like that. So like in my in my array my ray wings list, like Tally will probably get straight up swapped out for that new A wing because mm-hmm. he's gonna be cheaper. Yeah. And so that's just gonna be more bid. Or I would actually bit guess like it's the same price as Tally. Personally. I bet you it'll be at least a point cheaper because oh, that. <laughs> I don't think you can make Tally is Tally. Dirt cheap. Like, so the ridiculous thing about Tally and why I always say that I prefer her over Greer is because she's four more points than a blue squadron for four initiative, which yeah. is the same value. Oh, what if there's an i five that's only three more points? The thing is, I think both of their abilities are largely plank. Uh, like Tally is slightly better, but like both of them are triggering rarely. So the the funny thing, because what I was thinking about that is like there will be plenty of times, especially in Ray Wings, where like you have to figure out who's going to engage first. Generally, it's going to be the A Wings. I want to engage first, and then Ray will come in and punch. Or really, ideally, they're all punching at the same time. But there are times that you want to kind of like throw Ray up at there quick. And yeah. so if this guy's tossing an evade to her and he's not in the engagement, that's fine. But Plus other than that, ability, mixer super tank. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, his ability is hot garbage. It would be oh, yeah. It's blank. But like, you'd take Tally with a blank pilot ability of 36. At least I would. Yeah. Uh, so I I have. he'll be the same price. <laughs> I think another big strength of his is in the like whatever plus three A wings. If you wanted them all to be I5, Lulo is an A wing, but she doesn't fly the same way because of her ability. And now you can have three I5 A wings that are just, you know, just all good. And I might bring a, I might present a resurgence of a uh, Poe in three A because then mm-hmm. if you could toss an evade over to Poe, he'd be pretty happy about it. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I mean, the ability is not amazing, but I think it does have more uses than people are initially thinking. All right. Anything, but. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to the scum faction. Uh, in hyperspace, it can basically just read Boba and a buddy. But there's a lot. There's, there's there more are different... all kinds of other hyperspace scum lists that I all kinds of that I did well with. Yeah, that <laughs> happened, and it was awesome, and we all loved it. Extended, however, you got know. more diversity there. Shut up, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> for our top 32 finishes for Scum thus far, we saw five different lists in Corellia. Uh, Matt Carey again with IGEA A and B Matt, plus non Matt, 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 Matt. I'm riffing off the list. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Fen Rao with two zealous recruits in Nam Lum. We saw Mitch Rab and his four Star Vipers with Crackshot. We saw a list that was two zealous recruits, two Ion Six, and two Tractor Six, and then an IG B and D list. Daphne, I'm sure. sorry. I, so just real funny. So did anybody watch that first stream game from Corellia where it was Mitch against Nantex? I was, uh, playing. I was playing. Yeah, I, I think was. I watched part of the first. I watched it as it began, and it was Mitch. So everybody knew what was going on, and everybody in Twitch stream was like, "Oh my god, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, and he's flying his Nantex straight at him." And this was before yeah. Nantex became widely popular. And then Mitch just got shredded. Like yeah. he, the guy even lost a Nantex, like in the initial engagement. They're like, "The game's over." And what people realize quickly is like, oh, that's actually kind of fine for <laughs> you to lose an Antex. Yeah. They don't so care. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. 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 Mitch came back to make it into the finals, but that game was I kind of funny. Like, not make the finals. He, he, the top, well, okay. he lost in the top 32 yeah, to somebody yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. He made it into <laughs> the cut is what I meant. So that's the final. Day two is finals. So you have the idea he was kind of playing uh, the same role that Worf always played on Star Trek The Next Generation, which means anytime a villain shows up and knocks out Worf, you know they're a badass. <laughs> this is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Get that Trek crap out of here. Get out of here, Trekkie. Mark, you are, we're going to become an Attack Wing podcast now. No, we're not. Absolutely not. You <laughs> can become an Attack Wing podcast. Doug and I will do our own. Logging off. <laughs> All right. Scum didn't fare so well at Dathomir, only having two lists make the top 32, a Boba Dengar and one that was Ketsu, Guri, and Sarasu. Rather interesting list there. And then Conquer Dawn, there were six lists that made the top 32. There was a seven uh, cartel spacer list, four with tractor, two with heavy laser cannon, one with auto blasters. Boba Guri, Boba Fen, L337, Dengar, and Bosk. Han, Dengar, and Fen for that triple six action. And then a That's list a of Torkoal Mux, Cartel Marauder, Captain Justero, Gargarum, and Tarani Kulda. Kind of a bit of a mixed bag there. Not bad for some pretty diverse lists. Uh, yeah. Droid sick is nonsense, but otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So people that I are zero. bringing those, those Tarani Justero lists... You have to watch out for them because oh, it's yeah. not an accident they're bringing it. They know exactly what's going on. And if you don't know what you're walking into, you're just going to die. And you're going to be, and it's going to feel like you're like in some kind of like okay corral where you're just getting shot from all sides. And you don't even know why. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll talk about uh, Camoglias later, but like in general, Camoglias are super underrated, uh, in my opinion. And again, Tarani's part of that. Like you don't yeah. pay that much for her over a, uh, both Tarani and uh, Dalen and the Kimo are pretty good yeah. and just the generic Kimos like mm-hmm. so looking uh, at it, those is trash true especially more than three of them absolutely 
So what's good in the faction right now? Uh, we'll go ahead and start with someone who made noises about uh, some fen and a swarm thing. Alex, what's good in scum? I mean, lots of different things. Fenrau. I mean, I'm honestly with Fenrau. I have to come out and say, is he good or is it a me thing? Like, I think no, he's, he's good, good because he's good. He's I, good. I'm good at Fenrau. But <laughs> um, are you though? I, I, Hey, I would actually, uh, how was uh, Aces High? <laughs> I would put him in a similar vein to Poe. He's better than Poe is from a meta perspective, in my opinion. But he is still a, uh, he's a pretty fair ace. Like, he is the indeed. Difference, the difference One is when you, fly, when you fly Poe perfectly, it can still be a tough game. When you fly Finn perfectly, he's throwing five dice constantly. And it, uh, yeah. it gets unfair. And you're never doing damage to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or sign to the first shot that's taken at him. There's no in between. The real trick is to roll more than two hits, or two or more hits at range three against him, and then you'll do damage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, have yeah. Not, I have not had a fan in a long time survive a second survive a second shot into him <laughs> in a while. But it do, dice do be dice. That they um, do. Boba Fett's still good. Like, oh no, Slave 1 went up. Like, hey, he also went up one whole point. Don't forget. Oh my point. god. That's um, the chat for Boba Fett. You're... Oh no, your bid's smaller, and I hate you. <laughs> um, ah, that's the big things. Like the stuff that was good is still good. Scum mm-hmm. hadn't really been. Scum hasn't seen a lot of changes in a while. So no, not really. Yeah, I think the newest thing that is shown to be good is robots, specifically with advanced sensors. Uh, whether that's two of them plus a third ship, like Matt did. Uh, or just I, the guy who ran two of them. I, yeah, I believe sure. a little bit less than the two of them. I think he just knew the crap out of that list. Like, also, the worlds. Yeah. Of 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a different game. Um, that but, was still advanced sensors robots. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like Matt's list with the two of them with advanced sensors and Nomlum, like I think Nomlum is a good choice there. Like I, I, I could see arguments for other things, but uh, the point is the advanced sensors robots are aces against everything I four and below. If you have a bid, and uh, they're still really good ships against higher initiative stuff, like eight health on three agility with the ability to pass calculates around is really strong, and they wide arc creeping down in points. Yeah. He'd been running that for a while, and he'd been like trying different iterations, like with and without advanced Zuckus. sensors. I played against him with Zuckus back in the day. The advanced sensors is just so easy to be like, all right, well, everybody's getting their calculates. Can't stop me. Yep. Yeah, it turns out advanced sensors is a really good card. Indeed. Wow. All right, uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on the scum faction here? What seems to be good and jumping out at you? Not, I mean, nothing new. I mean, I'm a yeah. Boba Fett guy. Whenever, whenever, whenever. 2.0 like officially launched and I, I what was it i think i went to one of the launch events or something like that and that, i forgot what month that was um September and of bought, september of 18 oh was it okay so it was after jing because that was like the pre-launch well so i still had my old stuff but i never had scum stuff and i bought boba finn at that launch event and just like ran the table with it. I was like, wow, this is a better Ray Poe. This is amazing. <laughs> this was before Ray Poe came out like <laughs> in, in March. Um, and part of me wishes I'd kind of like stuck with that forever. Cause I'd probably be really good with it by now. I also think that uh, the control six swarms, like with the, the, the four, six with the, uh, the tractors, the ions and mm-hmm. the two uh, Zell's recruit punchers. I still think that's pretty good. It's not as good with Nantex around, but we'll see if Nantex get kind of pushed down. Yeah. And the thing is, like, a lot of people think the tractor beams aren't super effective against Nantex, but they specifically aren't tractoring themselves every turn, or they'd be really bad. Like, so tractor beams can still be really effective against them. 
Okay. Yeah, and what and whenever you land an ion or an Nantex, that is the saddest Nantex. Oh yeah, yep. mm-hmm. we'll get to that strategy a little later. Uh, Doug, anything that really jumps out at you other than the advanced sensors robots? Uh, I mean, like Ketsu is still really good. Um, Dengar has shown to be a very solid ship. Uh, I think the trick with Dengar is you just have to find the right balance of how to load him out. Um, like you don't want to bloat him up because he's still a jump master. Um, you commit to a trade on him. You say yeah. you're going to Dengar has something. Like you if you're bringing twerps, you want to get off your two twerps, and then everything else is gravy. Yeah. If you're bringing punishing one, you just shoot things like two or three times, and then hope they either ignore you, or they killed you and ignore the rest of your list. Yeah, you just you shove them in people's faces and go. Either I'm triggering my ability, or you're not shooting at me. Yeah. Goals to trade up with him. He's never. You're never going to finish a game with an alive Dengar. Yeah, you don't want Dengar in the end game. You want him to just trade up in points. I did it once, and that was just a win more scenario. <laughs> Super hard. <laughs> so we see what's good. Uh, what are we thinking of as a trap in this faction? For me, the only thing that really comes to mind that is, I hate to say this, but with the exception of the Jostero combo, I don't really see much of a spot for the Kirax right now. And it's I, I have such a hard time saying that because I love that ship, but it's in such a weird spot. It's a cheaper X-Wing without as much utility, but you know what's better at that? What? The Skako and Ace. I uh, wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah, I think the Kirax is suffering from the meta, but I don't think the Kirax is a bad ship. It is, like, it's one of the most efficient jousters in the game. Yeah, It has honestly, a white one hard. That's insane. Yeah. Right, honestly, but, if the X-Wing wasn't, like, if the T-65 wasn't such an iconic ship, I think the Kirax would be far and away more popular. I think a lot of people run T65s because they're T65s. And yeah, like the Skakoan Ace is a little yeah. bit, has a linked action, but also it's down a health. Yeah. And that's a big deal on a Jester. Yeah. Like, I think Skakoans are also good, but like, I think Agreed. all three of them are good ships. And the yeah. Kirax falls by the wayside because if you just want to run five generics, people look at X Wings because Matheme. And Skakoan Aces have never seen play. Yeah. Um, like, that's, I think the big thing is that when you're talking about spamming generics, None of them are particularly great lists, so people tend to gravitate towards the things they like. Um, but I think like two or three of them in a list with you know a Fen Rao, the Torkoal Swarm from back in the day. Yeah, the Torkoal like, Swarm. That was a really good list with Kirax. And Kirax have gone down since then, or is they have gone down. Torkoal's gone up, but they've yeah. gone down. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Mark, what's your uh, trap card for the faction? Overcorrecting on Boba. <laughs> <laughs> You think they it's, didn't overcorrect I mean, enough? No, no. People uh, need to s- stop overcorrecting. Or well, yeah. actually, they don't. That, you know what? It's fine. Don't play Bobo. Yeah, don't play Bobo. But <laughs> their perversion is a real thing. I think that's what Mark is referring to. Is yeah. All everyone you're doing is scattered because you're just Bobo eating into the bed. It happens every single time. Like actually, not to go too far back into resistance, but I still think Lulo is still great. And people have overcorrected on him hard. Every time I play him, I'm like, this guy is amazing. I know that he went up what, like five points, but now he's pointed correctly. So he might be like in that kind of Poe region. But yeah, whenever he comes to Boba, it's like all you're doing is eating into a bid mm-hmm. that that Boba list has. And uh, everybody yeah. is it's spitting. It's 16 nowadays. point bid. Like, yeah, oh, you're not. I think Boba's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he yeah. might suffer a little more in extended because you didn't run just Boba Fenn and extended. You ran other stuff with him. And now the points increase actually maybe makes a heck has an effect, but he's still really good. Well, what isn't really good? 
Um, I haven't seen them much lately, but Auto Blaster Six are bad. Don't run Auto True. Blaster. It's a bad card. Just don't run Auto Blaster. Um, period. Yeah. Um, Day Spone Arm is bad. Yeah. Uh, I think as far as like an actual trap, Emon is probably kind of close. Um, maybe with Concussion Bombs, he can be relatively cheap. But the biggest problem I see with Emon is people load him up and then. Like he's good at bombing, but bombs in general are just kind of meh in second edition. And uh, again, that could so, change. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Our yeah, concussions? Can we just say up, up, up on the concussion bombs, please? Probably. Not until after I run them this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Emon's fine in a double fire spray list where you're still treating him like. A fire spray and the bombing is secondary. Yeah, but that's that feels more like a hyperspace list to me. It's fair, indeed. All right, and uh, what's our, you know, Alex? What's uh, your uh, trap card here? Uh, I obviously Dengar's had some success. Um, I don't like Dengar personally, so I'm not going to fly him. <laughs> um, I don't like the way uh, Jump Masters work in Second Edition. <laughs> um, but in general, like. Either stuff is good or bad and scum, pretty much. Um, yeah, like, I see people make some bad choices, but like the Auto Blaster 6 and stuff like that. But I think, in general, if you stick to what is known good, you'll be fine. There aren't a lot of traps if you're not actively bringing something bad on purpose. Yeah, scum's kind of weird, because they have a lot of things that are blatantly bad and a lot of things that are blatantly good, and not a lot of those unknown elements. Not- not much. There are a few that we'll talk about here shortly. Well, we've seen a, a lot of diverse stuff make it to day two. So what's our pick for the sleeper here? What's gone underappreciated in this faction? Mark? Finding out Boba's still good. True. <laughs> the underappreciated Boba Fett. Yes, that's Nerf aversion is a real thing. Yeah. They did it last time Boba Fett got slightly nerfed, and they're doing it again. Yeah. I don't think they the Jedi as well. Like, there's a lot of them. They did the Jedi as well. Mm-hmm. Like so for Craig, Jedi, I don't think we're gonna be... <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting back to them. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so for this weekend, I don't. I think it's just going to be kind of more of what we've seen before. I think we might see more robots um, because they've been kind of like trickling in. It's not like when I say more, I mean like two more lists. Um, <laughs> w <but>, W. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see how they're going to make that much of a splash outside of known stuff. They're hard to fly. Like, you have to be really good at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Doug, what's your sleeper hit in the faction? Um, I'll let Smittle talk about my first one, because uh, I know he's thinking about running it. But uh, quad jumpers, I think, are really good again. And uh, like the tractor nerf hit them more than it hit Nantex, I think, but it's still not a big deal. Like, Tractor beaming something is ridiculously strong, whether they get to shoot you or not. Two um, of the named pilots are the same cost as the generic. Yeah, that's the other thing. And Zuvio yeah. is only one point more. So I thought I used to think Zuvio was a pretty hardcore trap card. Agreed. Uh, that's when he cost five more than, or six yeah. more than a, a basic quad jumper. He was 34 uh, and they were 28. Yeah. 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 Um, I think he was 30. Anyway, 35 or 36. Anyway, uh, he's only 30, point, 30 points base now, which means he 36 points with a prox mine, and that's insane. Like that's just yeah. a really good deal. Um, also in my list that I might run this. Yeah. Um, Do you but think just in gonna... general, quad jumpers, any of the four other than Sarko. Don't Sarko, bring Sarko, Sarko yeah. Sarko's still fine. It's just like bring <laughs> Unkar first and Zuvio first, and then 
maybe bring an I one chair. <laughs> I think it's pretty debatable whether the I one or his ability is worth more. Indeed. Uh, Do you think we're going to see like we brought up the other week, quad jumpers with automated targeting priority? We did until I needed the point in my list, and then yeah, it was the first thing I cut. Uh, uh, I think the thing with quad jumpers is it's fine to try things like pattern analyzer or. Uh, aimbot on them, but like as soon as you need to cut points, you cut them from the quad jumper because yeah. it's using its action to tractor stuff, so it doesn't have any tokens for defense, uh, so it dies really quick, and just any points in it tend to get burnt up. Um, but if you have a point laying around in a quad jumper, I think aimbot is fine on it. Indeed, I say I was running Unkar plot with it, um, but then I needed the points to add a second bomb to my sleeper choice. So I what is that sleeper choice, Alex? It's Nim. Concussion bombs are so cheap, and uh, Nim is also so cheap. Nim's been super cheap. Forever. Nim is forty-seven points yeah. for an I five ship. Like, so the way I'm, I'm, I'm running about just straight up bombing, uh, seismic charges, concussion missiles, or concussion bombs, skill bombardier, havoc, delayed fuses, trajectory. Uh, I'm just carpet bombing between Nim's ability and delayed fuses. You can get up to three bombs on the table at the same time. Um, also seismic. Wondering. One thing to point out is seismic charges can cancel out concussion That's, bombs. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, sorry, I, was, I was about to say that, because since they enter the queue at the same time, you can choose the order. I choose to drop a seismic charge. I'm no longer able to drop a concussion bomb. Which works for any any mine or bomb. Yeah. Or yeah, it does still mean that as long as you've got that unexpended uh, concussion bomb charge, you have to drop a bomb every round. You know, But at the same time, yeah, you're, you don't have to pepper the concussion bombs all once in a row. Yeah, but something like a seismic charge where you're on a turn where you don't really want to drop a bomb, but you can lay a seismic charge, range one of an obstacle, and then just nim it there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's that nim build I just laid out is only sixty-four points. It's dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. Um launching bombs is really good. I hope everyone doesn't remember trajectory simulator, because that's what I'm counting on, is just hucking bombs at people. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Nim's like I don't see any reason to load him out with a talent or a turret or even genius because that's two points you're never you don't really use in my testing. No. Like if you're launching a bomb, you don't need to drop it after you move to put it in the same spot. No. Um, but I'd say look at Nim after this weekend. Uh, please don't look at Nim before this weekend while I'm playing it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm bringing Azuvio with Proxmines for 36 points. So that right there is 100 points of just bomb shenanigans. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, so with all the factions covered, uh, we've got Crate coming up this weekend. Mark, you're not entered into the Crate tournament, so what will you be flying this weekend? I will be flying a lot of A-Wings and, let's see, X-Wings, and mostly just those two. I don't care about the other ones. In squadrons. <laughs> um, I'm super excited about it. It's kind of funny how uh, I kind of resigned myself because it was cross-play in my normal gaming group uh they were all going to get our pc i was like i'm going to get our ps4 it'll be fine and then i've been playing so much tts and we started playing some other board game conversions like gloomhaven and it ran like hot garbage on my current laptop <laughs> so i bought a laptop and i'm going to pretend it's not for a 40 game but it's mostly for a <laughs> game. all right well i am actually going to be flying my sleeper hit choice uh for cartel executioners that is the initiative three generic Kimogula. For 41 points, and this is why I think it's probably not only the sleeper hit of the faction, but possibly one of the most underrated ships in X-Wing right now. 
For 41 points, you're getting an initiative three, you're getting a talent slot, you're getting a good dial, you're getting great upgrades, even though I think they're run better without any of them. Uh, you've got good actions, no linked actions, but hey, it's a medium base with a barrel roll, so you've got some repositioning options there. And you've got a chassis ability in Dead to Rights that even if it never triggers, you are dissuading opponents from staying in that bullseye because it's a constant threat. I think they're great. I think they're tanky, nine health behind one agility. Yeah, they die to focused fire. Anything at one agility dies to focused fire. You've got four of them, and the fifth ship that you can fit in there, uh, also Initiative 3, Lake Neshera in the M3A with an ion cannon. It's just, it's a hard-to-kill list. It is tanky. It can force your opponent to split fire. I've got I've got a good feeling about it so far. That's yeah, such I mean, a Matt Newt list. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. <laughs> I think the big thing is if you looked at like a Kamogu compared to a B-Wing, you're trading the ability to knife fight for an extra health. And that has pros and cons. Like uh, I think it makes the opening engage a lot more important because you you have to engage in a way that you can continue fighting afterwards without the ability to stay in the fight easily. Because that medium base, the lack of talent rolls, things like that. Um, but you're also okay, I3. Which covers which is, a lot of ground. Yeah, the, the I3 is also a really big deal. Um, obviously, it's one lower than Nantex, but Nantex still only make up you know a relatively small portion of the field other than Concord Dawn. Um, it's not, it's not going to be great against Nantex because four medium base ships means I'm going to be in bullseye a lot. You know what? I can accept that. If yeah. if I at run the, up against it, I'll do my best. But At the same time, nine health is hard to PS kill. Unless you walk into like three plus bullseyes on a single ship. You're, right. They're going to have a diff difficult time actually PS killing one. Um, mm -hmm. so. I shouldn't have to worry at initiative three about being blocked by Nantexes unless they unless it's one of those lists that brings Gorgol and Gorgol just ruins my day. But, you know, if that happens, it happens. I know it's the boogeyman out there. I have simply chosen to accept that for what it is and play the game I want to play. Yeah, And I will be surprised if they show up in numbers like they did at Concord Dawn. I think people are going to like new stuff too much. Indeed. The boogeyman. Speaking of yeah, new stuff, you've been uh, kind of excited about it. Doug, what are you bringing this weekend? Uh, I haven't decided between uh, a lat and two Jedi or Kylo, Blackout, and Malaris slash Gideon. Um, one of those two. They're both three shape lists with a support and two aces. Um, both have their pros and cons. The the first order list feels way easier to run because silencers are stupid tanky. Um, but the upsides of the Republic list might be more. So I'll decide soon because I have to. <laughs> but <laughs> All right, and uh, Alex, what's going to be in your box this weekend? Um, well, right now I'm working on the Nim plus Zuvio 100 points. I'm just messing around with the last 100 points there to see what I can do. Either a fat Guri or a Fen and Unkar Plot, or a not quite as fat as I'd like Boba. <laughs> um, or I'll punt. If I can't get the results I like with that, I practice I'll punt to either the Latin 2 Jedi or Kylo Blackout, Gideon slash Malaris. And I'd probably rank the Kylo Blackout list higher because it seems easier to play with no practice. Also, Terex is supposed to crap. True. Tarek's really, really good. Doug and I had a uh, quick scrimmage there, and the fact that you had constantly his ships doing this, I'm just going to jump around here, 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 and here, and then also double mod and get a copy. What? what? <laughs> up, up, up. Yeah. Tarek's, uh, how many points is Tarek's crew? Six. Six. Six points. I think that might actually be a little more costed for his ability. Did you say Hard. over or under? Under. I think I think oh, Terex is much more than eight or nine. Oh yeah, like, he's just on the shuttle. Ten, 
each cost 10 like yeah i mean it's a little different because the faction is kind of meh otherwise but uh it's like in another faction he'd be double digits easy uh, easily he's better, he's better than k2 and k2 is an amount of points to be fair k2 is an infinite number of charges true yeah true, true. either uh, way i think six is definitely too cheap for him right. but uh the kyla blackout Terex. Kasik, Saikasu, Klukale, Shuttle in hyperspace is going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely my first choice for Mustafar. So that's, mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% my first choice for Mustafar. Alright. Well, over the course of the last couple of weeks, we have covered all the different factions for Extended as we're going into these Galactic Qualifiers. I hope our analysis has, if not necessarily opened somebody people's eyes to new ships, at least given you kind of more of an idea of what's out there. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in the meta. There are a lot of lists that are obviously really strong right now. And I think there are a lot of good power lists that are yet to be discovered. So there's an entire galaxy of options out there, and we hope people choose as many of them as possible. With that, do we have any shout-outs this week? Mark, we'll go ahead and... Uh, 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 you burnt, Doug. You burnt, <laughs> right. like my so, father, the Falcon King. I have a I have a continuation of the story on how he got that nickname. Because, oh. yes, it was in a Chicago regional. And I think I actually started it, but I called him King Falcon. Like I was chanting it whenever he won that six <laughs> round of Swiss. Yeah. And then I and I want to say somebody else like uh, flipped it around. I was like, damn, that is better. <laughs> All the cool kids went six and out with that regional. And... The other kids were sick out of their minds. You were so sick. Other than that, I want to shout out Arch Alliance, St. Louis X-Wing. Woo-woo. Uh, no, so I'm good. not going to do Arch Alliance. Yeah, we're not going to do the Arch Alliance. The Arch Alliance are wholesome and uh, friendly. I feel like at this point, we're just like one big extended Arch Alliance moisture farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, um, we have done a good job making it just a Missouri community. We really yeah. have, yeah. yeah. The best yeah, part of traveling is getting to see our St. Louis bros. Oh, I, I miss is. you guys. I, I am so sad that we don't have Warfare Weekend coming Same up. Same team. Uh, beer trunk. Beer trunk. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can drive to our house and beer trunk here, Mark, if you want. It's true. It's true. But I could just probably beer house then, right? It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's big uh, uh, Midwest Scrubs. Uh, uh, okay, we will be we we Midwest Rival Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also one of the uh, European guys that I talk a lot of resistance stuff with, uh, his name online is uh, Green Dragoon. First name is Raphael, and I can't pronounce his last name. Swiss dude. Uh, but he's got his blog. Uh, it's uh, xwinganalytica.net. And that guy is amazing with numbers in the meta. And just after every event, after every one of these uh, Gold Squadron events, he's done a breakdown of like basically what the meta has been. And, and he does it pretty... Pretty objectively, I think. And I think he approaches it reasonably. All right. With that, uh, Doug, Alex, any particular shout-outs we've got here? Well, I would shout-out my father, the Falcon King, Bob Howe. Greg! Indeed. Um, shout-out to Riot Games for changing the jungle for next season. Um, <laughs> right, known listener of Kashi Station. <laughs> if not, they entire, should be. The entire company just weekly Friday mornings listens to us. If one of the actually uh, one of my friends who got me into playing X Wing is an employee at Riot, so I should actually throw our podcast. Yeah, Boom. I shouted them out. Shout out to Amumu, the greatest champion we, ever. We've talked about League of Legends before, Riot. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's what's been it's been scratching my competitive itch since I can't do yeah. X Wing. True. Well, uh, good luck to everybody else who will be at Crate uh, with the Bad luck to everybody with, with the honest exception of our opponents. Uh, we we will be there to remind you of all your triggers, but beyond that, you know, get stuck. Please remind me, because I'm going to have so many triggers. With You're going to have so many triggers. <laughs> like, Wait, you expect uh, me to fly your ship for you? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's not hard. You it's only got like two maneuvers. <laughs> yeah. So a big thank you to Mark Myers, the cheerleader of Missouri oh, X-Wing, for joining us. Talk to Mark. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. This was like a ton of fun. And Absolutely. nobody like poo-pooed me, shook their head at me. Well, you guys might have shook your head at me, but I can't see you. You can't well, see all the face palms. That's in a couple weeks when we're tired of Newton, kick him out. We'll uh, we'll invite you back. Well, for Toshi Station Radio, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Middle. And I'm Mark Myers. Mark 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 on Twitter at Toshi Station XW, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Toshi Station X-Wing. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to like and hit subscribe. Yubby yub.